0: Hello and welcome to the swine disease reporting system. This is the report number 67. We're gonna cover the findings from the previous month, the month of August. Uh, my name is Edison Magalhães here with the SDRS Studio. Hi, my name is Giovanni for the SDRS.
1: Hi, my name is Guilherme,
2: also at the SDRS Studio. Hello, Daniel Linhares with the SDRS.
0: And today we'll cover the findings of the SDRS from the previous month, the month of August. Uh, but we're also going to have a discussion uh, with Dr. Craig Bowen, uh, joining here at the SDRS podcast. It's a pleasure to have uh, him here today. Dr. Bowen is the Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory Assistant Director and Department Head of Assessioning at Purdue University Animal Disease and Diagnostic Laboratory. Dr. Bowen got his DVN from Purdue, Purdue University and since then he worked as a mixed practice uh, veterinarian and Director of Swine Health uh, in Indiana State Board of Animal Health before starting his position at, at, at Purdue University. In today's episode, Dr. Bow represents the Purdue Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory team and he's joining the SDRS Podcast with uh, project uh, with us here. Thanks Dr. Bow, for your participation and welcome to the SDRS Podcast. Ha- happy to, to have also Purdue uh, joining the SDRS Project.
3: Thank you, Edison, uh, and the rest of the crew here with the SDRS. I'm glad to be joining you today and representing the ADDL. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you all and, and work with you the past several months as we've prepared um, for the ADDL to contribute and join the SDRS project.
1: Thank you, Dr. Bowen, for being here. It has been a pleasure for us to work with Purdue to get on board of the SDRS that's happening now. Before we, you explain for us a little bit more about Purdue, Guilhem, would you mind share with us what are the fines for SDRS of the month of August already including Purdue data there. Yes,
2: yeah, these are We have two good news. First, Purdue is joining the SDRS project. and for the first virus that is in the first page, historically we have the lower percentage of positive emissions coming from the wind to market. Just to have an idea, July and August. We have over 25 to 26% of positive cases. This is the lower number since we started monitoring all the PERS virus cases in the winter market. And also for cell farms, the low percentage of positive emissions since 2017. And overall, like joining all the categories, including the unknown sub emissions, is also the lower one since 2014. So it seems that we are having a lower activity of PERS. In the field, and it's not a matter of testing because we still have over six thousand submissions that are going, that are coming from all the videos that we have here in Rowing the Project.
1: Those are very good news on a tough economic time. As now we have good news about low activity of virus. That's very good. How about entire coronavirus, Glenn?
2: About enteric coronavirus regarding PED, we have a little bit of increase coming from the cell farms, uh, the percentage of post submissions. Nothing that our statistical models detected as something above the expected, but it's something to be aware because usually the percentage of post submissions are going down in this period of the year, and now we have this in- little bit increase in cell farm. But we still have some regional activity, for example, in North Carolina and Missouri, have a uh, percentage of post submissions above expected the in these two specific states.
1: So not something to be alarmed of, but something to keep an eye, look at this, this small activity of PD going on in South farms. How about mycoplasma, influenza, PCV2?
2: For mycoplasma and PCV2 is something is um that we need to be aware of as well, because mycoplasma had a increase, uh, moderate increase in percentage, in percentage of positive submissions uh in the wind to market category. And regarding PCV two, it got a substantial increase. Now we are having like from 34% to 41% of positive submissions, also coming from uh win to market. But regarding influenza, we got Good news as the same as PERS, we have the lower percentage of post-submissions from the last years. And also uh, but different from PERS, influenza is having a decreased number of submissions in July and August that is expected for the summer, but it might be something that we are not having like active surveillance going on in the field testing for influenza.
1: So when we think about mycoplasm PCV, we have you seen that this transitional months where they where they start to change here? We start to see those activities on historical data. So something to watch out there. And how about disease diagnosis from ICU-VDL? Yeah, from the ICU-VDL, the disease diagnosis, we have an
2: increased number in E. coli cases. It's also expected for the summer, but just to have a proportion for you, is the third pathogen that is most detected since July. So it's a... is kind of a, quite a bit of an increase that we had. And also in terms of proportion in the enteric cases, the E. coli cases represent almost 40% of all the enteric cases that we have in the ISUBDL. So it's a big part of these uh, confirmed diagnosis issues that we are having.
0: Very good, thanks Giovanni and, and Guilherme for the, the the information related to the findings from the SDRS in the month of August. Now we're going to move to our discussion with Dr. Bowen. Dr. Bowen, uh, we are really, like we mentioned at the beginning, happy to, to have Purdue joining uh, the SDRS. Can you talk about the Purdue ADDL and its importance for the swine stakeholders from the Indiana and neighboring states?
3: Absolutely. So uh, Indiana has a very strong history in the swine industry and holds the number five position for swine production annually in the United States. Uh, We recognize that the ADDL, the importance of swine production and healthy pigs to the stakeholders and the citizens of Indiana and surrounding states. The ADDL got its start in the early 1900s with efforts to support the prevention and control of hog cholera on the campus of Purdue University. As time has gone on, the ADDL was codified um, in 1945 by the Indiana legislature uh, designating the ADDL as the state veterinary diagnostic lab. Um, to be housed here at Purdue University. So over the years, the ADDL has grown and tried to evolve with the growing swine sector. Um, The lab has responded to the swine industry's needs during pseudorabies eradication efforts and an emergence of PED and Delta coronavirus um, in more recent years. And the ADDL continues uh, to provide diagnostic and surveillance testing. Mm -hmm. Um, The testing catalog for swine diseases, especially in our molecular diagnostics section, has grown immensely over the past few years. Um, Additionally, we've added syndromic PCR panels that we've developed and and put out there to assist practitioners and producers to help broaden the rule outs um, for their diagnostic and surveillance capabilities. Um, Additionally, the ADDL continues to monitor current events uh, regarding ASF and other emerging and foreign animal type diseases. And as a member of the National Animal Health Laboratory Network, uh, the ADDL participates in exercises routinely to keep our staff, equipment, and processes challenged and up-to-date and ensure we're ready to respond should ASF or any other foreign animal disease reach the United States.
1: That's great information. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. Bowen. So, from SDRS perspective, we look for reporting trends of endemic for sign agents that impact sign industry. And the stakeholders has been asking our team here to include Purdue in the project to to its representatives in Indiana. So from the Purdue side, what's the motivation for the ADDL to join the project? And how this will impact the swine stakeholders in Purdue ADDL regarding data sharing and the organization of the process here?
3: Thanks for that question, Giovanni. And I see a great importance for the ADDL to be participating in the SDRS project. Um, through the years, we've definitely had feedback from our stakeholders, producers, clientele as well um, about joining and, and participating in a larger project such as SDRS uh, as far as conveying and getting that information and diagnostic related um, data out there. So with with this um I see this as a benefit for both the veterinarians, the producers, other stakeholders, commodity groups, um, in addition to the regulatory officials. Indiana has a strong state veterinarian, uh, Dr. Brett Marsh, um, well known and regarded throughout this wine industry in many aspects of things. And I see the collaboration with Purdue, um, Indiana BOA, SDRS, and others um, as a way to really provide this pivotal information that can help to guide uh, the stakeholders, producers, veterinarians in many aspects of swine production. Being able to monitor these disease trends, hear reports like we heard earlier regarding um, diseases being more prevalent in times when normally we would expect, just having that trend tracking that can go along with that, um, I see as a very valuable tool. Um, With the addition of Purdue to the list of other veterinary diagnostic labs that you collaborate with, um, we estimate that more than 99%, almost the entire swine population that's receiving veterinary diagnostic services through veterinary diagnostic laboratories covers the entire Indiana swine herd. So to have nearly all swine represented with the data that you all collect and put out there in your reports, I think gives the Indiana producers and veterinarians a very strong um, look as to what the trends are, what's currently happening, and and where to be looking at um, as time goes on. So we're happy and glad to be a part of this, and look forward to future contributions and and being there to support.
1: That's awesome. And in the, in addition to joining the SDRS, we understand the addl was awarded right with the increment from the indiana legislature f- for some additional funding how the putting all those new exciting things together help uh, you guys to better serve and inform the stakeholders
3: we're very grateful to the Indiana legislature for the recent budget cycle and the increase that the ADDL saw to our reoccurring budget, as well as that of some one-time funding to be utilized for improvements at the ADDL. I'd also like to thank our stakeholders and allied industries, um, because without them and their support and their advocacy during this process, we would not have reached this milestone and definitely want to thank them for, for their efforts with this. Um, another benefit that we expect to see is um, some strengthening with our staff. So through the increase in our budget, we were able to um, make some market adjustments to our, our staffing salaries. As the competitiveness has increased over the last several years with salaries um, and the demand for skilled and trained um, laboratory technicians, um, we've seen more turnover. And with this increase, being able to be more market competitive, We look for more consistency with our staff, lower turnover, um, and all of these things are going to result in higher customer services um, and more uh, consistent um, responses with, with everything that we have going on here at the Diagnostic Lab. Additionally, with our one-time funding that we've received, um, we have some improvements planned, both physically to the laboratory, uh, where we need to make some improvements to our necropsy or autopsy suite um, to make some much-needed age-related improvements through there. We have a a 32-year-old facility, um, and some of it is starting to show its age and and need some replacements and some renovation work there, Uh, so those will allow us to better serve our clientele with those that bring animals to us from handling those all the way through the processes of the necropsies and and, and remains care that way. Uh, One of the things that I think most will impact the swine industry and our stakeholders here um, is we look at totally revamping, replacing our LIMS or laboratory information management system. So as many of you know, the the LIMS is kind of the backbone of the diagnostic lab and can be a key part with that interface between the clientele and and the diagnostic laboratory. Uh, We currently utilize a homegrown system um, that's been in place for many years, and as technology and demand and accessibility, compatibility, mobility, all of those different things have grown and expanded. Um, our system just is has it's outdated, and we've not been able to keep up with the demand that that exists and is out there today. So uh, right now, we're actually in the process of reviewing um, the all of the needs of what our system has and requires, and we've sent out requests for information to several third-party companies to see what um, all aspects they can provide with the products that they have, Um, but definitely are looking forward to providing an updated system with mobile compatibility, online submission, um, better access for results and communication to the laboratory, um, and potentially even some integration with some of the management systems that some of our producers and multipliers might utilize. So um, I think that's going to be a huge gain for the ADDL um, internally for how we can operate and manage things, but then a a massive win for our clients to get more of what they expect today um, as far as the interface and then just compatibility and accessibility in in the digital age.
1: So I'm very happy that you talked based on the LIMS uh, system there. And one comment that I have is during the process of integrating the SDRS, one thing that we went through is half this process of data standardization and how can you use that for exchange of animal health in, in real time. And we identified a couple of opportunities to standardize uh, specimens name using loins and snowman to standardize the process that facilitates the data sharing. So that's a background importance of the CRS project when we interact with the labs that is not seen on the upfront work, but is very important for sustainability of the project and going over time, the process of maintaining current information there. So thank you for looking for that during the process of integrating SDRS.
3: Absolutely. Yes, standardization we've learned is a huge aspect, um, whether it's working with the SDRS to share information there or responding to high pathogenic avian influenza like we have had to do um, mm-hmm. over the last year and a half or so. With the state animal health officials as well as USDA. So standardization, the ability to message, very important aspects and definitely something that we hold as a strong requirement for a new limb system.
0: Oh very good, very good. You guys are going through a lot of good uh, changes and good improvements and I um, I know that the Indiana stakeholders are are more than happy with that and we are also more than happy to have you guys joining the SDRS project so welcome, and like you mentioned, it's a really good uh, piece of of information. Now we, the representation that we have now, it's it's uh, really good. So thanks, thanks, Dr. Bowen, for your for your your time, for taking your time to join us and g- bringing this update uh, to the SDRS audience. And I see you guys next month. Thank you.
3: Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you.